if we're gonna have healthy self-care, it's gonna be something that allows you to be self-aware. So like it may be pausing and, and doing perms and saying, where am I lacking? If my house is clean and my laundry's done, what do I need, right? Well, maybe it's a physical activity. And then it's gonna be something that is physical most of the time. Self-care takes us to move. Requires it's gonna, it's something. gonna do something with our body. We're gonna engage our physical body. And then the last one is, oh, we wanna engage our mind. Like, can I start to challenge myself a little bit? Can I be creative? Can I be, can I learn something different? Play a guitar, something that really is um, healthy for you. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Welcome back to our series on addiction. We're really talking about the nuts and bolts of recovery and how we get traction in recovery, how we start to change some of our struggles around addictions. And we're on the third component of what I like to think of as uh, five pieces of the scaffolding that support that. So this one is really all about self-care. What does it mean to take care of me, to kind of respond to and express my needs and and do something that's healthy for me? Um, I know for me, when I think about self-care, I I often equate it to work and they talk about, oh, you should take time off. You should have a sabbatical every now and then or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know that I do those things very well. In fact, people say self-care and I'm like, I kind of start to sweat a little bit because I'm like, I work well, but I don't know if I self-care very well. And so that's a little bit of a challenge for me sometimes, but I I want us to dive into that a little bit. And I want to, can I ask you, Angela, what do you think about when you think about self-care? Oh, I think because we've been consciously aware (laughs) of getting healthier that it's shifted for me. But it's funny because when I started recovery in my life in 2006, I was going through a divorce and trying to put my life back together after kind of a season of making really bad choices. I remember my sponsor saying to me, are you eating healthy and are you getting sleep? And I looked there like, those are weird questions to ask. What are you talking about? But then about? <laughs> when I assessed, no was the answer to both. Yeah. I remember hardly eating or not remembering to eat, going to bed like at 2 a.m., having to get up early because I worked at a coffee shop and yeah. I had to be there at 5 a.m., coming home in the middle of the day to try to get an hour and a half or so of sleep before I was going out late. I mean, I was making choices that were perpetuating my bad habits, not taking care of my good habits. And so as now I'm on the other side of it, helping other people get healthy, I'll ask that a lot. Like self-care, being a healthy human at its basic necessities requires sleep and fuel. And if you're not doing even those two things, we might need to start somewhere. (laughs) And so we weren't eating healthy, but we were fine. We were eating, you know, but now that we've started to assess that. (laughs) Am I sleeping? Am I getting rest? Am I eating healthy? Another one, am I exercising? Because that is good for a human. And the answer to that right now is no. And even though I have been trying to add exercising or movement back into Mm. my self-care, I have been also hesitant. I'm still in the pre-contemplation stage, possibly. <laughs> pre- 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 I, I haven't bought it. my I new pair it. of shoes yet, so oh. I haven't, uh, <laughs> well, not running shoes anyway. Yeah. Um, and so here we are going, 
what is self-care for me? And the thing that comes up for us is that we just put a swimming pool, an above-ground swimming pool, in our mother-in-law's backyard. Sets up in only 30 minutes. I Lies! Know. Yeah, anyway, no, it took us like days to get yeah. that thing leveled and set up. But I cannot tell you how beneficial it has been for Chad and I to have to put the phone down because you don't want to have your phone in the water and then to not have access to email and not have to be in the house where I can see things that I have to work on for us to get in the pool and that is all we're kind doing disconnect. floating yeah. around and just playing with our kid and talking to each other that has been really good self-care for us this summer that we have not we don't do well. We don't slow down well unless it's something intentional like that. Yeah. Well, I, I love I love your examples of, of fuel and rest. It's like, and I'm and it kind of these kind of build on on themselves. So like I've kind of said, hey, we're keeping ourselves out of the bad stuff. That's the first one. Yeah. I'm aware of kind of what's going on with me physically, at, at least you know the perms acrostic, and and here we are, and we're saying, what does it mean? For me to be in tune with myself, that's required if I'm going to care for myself. Let me flip it and ask you the question. What do you think about when you think about self-care? Man, I think about being selfish. That Mm. sounds terrible. But that's what my brain does. It goes, man, I've I've been at work all day. I've I've done all these other things that are kind of like removing me from my family. They're taking me out to go be somewhere else, literally. And, and then I'm like, when I start to think about self-care, I think of like, how can I get something that I want to do crammed into this day that's already full? That That's the honest to goodness truth. So it's like, I don't really think about an action. Take a little time for myself. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and it doesn't, not that sounds nice. <laughs> that sounds like it's a nice way to say it. I'm like, when I think about self-care, literally my brain, the first place it goes is like, yeah, right. You don't have time for that. Mm. Like you have to take care of everybody else first. Yeah. That's. Or keep working, get ahead. There's got to be a tangible dollar outcome yeah. for everything that I Productivity. do. Productivity. Want to talk about addictions? I read somewhere that you know, yeah. paid professionals like us, religious professionals, or mental health professionals, productivity is really, I guess, what we're addicted to. But what? But it, we it's even more important than on. the dollar. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like people. I'm, I was talking to somebody about money the other day, and I'm like. I'm like, it doesn't, the money doesn't drive me the way that like knowing that there's an impact or yeah. knowing that what I'm doing helps somebody. So if I'm wasting time on something that I just want to do, that seems, I'm going to, I'm yeah. air quotes, man. But, but if I, it feels frivolous or yeah. it feels like it's self-focused or selfish or so when you say self-care, my first reaction is not it's a almost negative. Yeah. It's like, oh. it's like, oh yeah. That's something for rich people or something <laughs> you know, like, funny. I'm going to go to the spa. I was having a conversation with someone the other day the spa, about the intimacy. Yeah. And they actually said in a romantic relationship, intimacy is built the strongest in wasted time together. And I thought, oh my goodness. Remember back when we were dating or early in our relationship, what we wasted time together? Now that we have like careers and a kid and we a mortgage all and of all the things, stuff. we don't waste time. There is no time to waste. Are you saying we don't have any intimacy? We do. But I'm saying it pushes on our intimacy. It does. It does. Even, on, on our closeness, on yeah. our, our familiarity. Even yeah. in our intimate moments, I feel like sometimes those are scheduled in or yeah. there's yeah. Pr- even pressure around the time How frame. much time do we have for yeah. this? And is this going to take from our sleep? Because I have to be up at 530 to be at the thing, to do yeah. the stuff, to get the thing. So think about this. Yeah. You and I having a conversation about self-care and if it's hard or easy to take Y'all. care of ourselves. And it's hard. And if we 
we don't, how much easier is it for us to go to these other things for comfort, for validation, for meeting a need that we're not taking the time to get met in a healthy way in our relationship? 100%. That's why it's on the list. I didn't say I was good at all the things on the list. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just no. saying it's pretty freaking yeah. important if you're going to try to stay healthy. I have to make time for what my body's asking for. If I don't make the time for it, then my body eventually will override and say, I know a familiar way to take care of you. Okay, but listen, that backs us up to last episode when we talked about yeah. awareness. Because how many of us really know what our body is asking for? Not many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like eight. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm like, yeah, not a yeah. lot of us. Like the, most of us don't take the time to slow down and ask. Yeah. And then we don't take the time to, to take care of it when we, even if we, let's, let's say that, like, I'm, I'm going to use this for an example. Like I remember when I was drinking a lot, I would never buy myself the new thing that I wanted, whether that was a bike, yeah. whether that was shoes, whether that was clothes, whether that was, I would always, and I still do some of this, and I think I'm kind of proud of some of this, but like, I would always look for the cheaper thing, the best deal. The, and part of that was, and it's to save money, but part of it was like, I don't want to spend my dollars on this thing. That I've worked so hard for. Yeah, because I have this other thing that I always go to. And so there was this like mm. removal from like valuing me. And so yeah. I felt like I can't spend my money on that. It's frivolous. It's not worth it. But then I would always, and I'm, I'm, I could say always pretty, yeah, always. I would always find a way to go out and do something like have a drink with some people or have more drinks with people. Yeah. Or I could always come up with the money to feed the addictive side. But then in recovery, I expected myself to save every penny and only work and only be productive and not spend dollars on on a bike, on a shoe, on a... It makes sense yeah. that sometimes our dysfunctional behavior is more fun than a structured functional life. Yeah, I mean, it does. And I think, I, I think that a lot of times when we get into recovery, when we try to get sober, and I'm not saying self-care is always money, but when we try to get sober, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to make up for all the lost time and all the spent dollars and all the yeah. all the selfishness. I have to make up for all of it in the next six months or in yeah. the next day. And I'm like, y'all. You can't. You can't make up for it. In no. fact, if you try to make up for all of it, if you try to set every boundary in place and every limit and I'm never going to – let's not – we got to stop thinking about it that way. Yeah. I have to start saying, what is my, what is my body asking for? And I say body, again, back to a tumor. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, what is it that would feed me, that would give me a sense of relief? Mm. And I love I loved the idea of going to a relationship. This Connecting Couples podcast, we want you to connect. Yes. But I'm like, there is also a thing that, like, I used to go do a lot of my addictive behavior in isolation. Yeah. Right? Or at a bar with strangers. Yeah. And still pretty isolated. And so I'm like, for me, I have to be able to go wait, how, how do I feed some of that time? And I'll, I'll just use my analogy. But for me, it's like, if I get to go on a bike ride outside and listen to music and I don't feel this pressure and stress, if I have built that in, I've found that I like that. Yeah. And I like to be, literally, I was trying to run for like four years and I don't, I'd still run, but I don't love running the way I like going on a bike and going a little bit faster and feeling like, it just reminds me of being a kid or something. It yeah. feeds something in my soul. And I'm like, that's pretty good self-care for me. I think you bring up such a good point, though, about not only the awareness that there is a need there that's not being met, but the awareness of what adds to my life, what yeah. 
what brings me joy, what makes me feel good about myself or about my life. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the thing. Like Chad said in the last episode, if somebody says, I, you know, read books and go on a nature walk and you have allergies and don't like reading books, reading books isn't going to be your thing. It's going to suck. It's going to yeah. be really bad. So yeah. that's the other thing. It's not like you can have a, we have this tailor-made self-care plan because part of being able to do number three in this list is to be better at doing number two, which is that self-awareness. And so even getting you to start going, wait a minute, what are some things that are good for me? What does bring me joy? And I yeah. just remember thinking, this happens for both of us. If we have a lot going on, sometimes we will, both of us are musicians and love music. We will just pick up a guitar and play some music. And a song or two or three in, that is a life giver My soul is different. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I think about being in the harder parts of my recovery journey and trying to do this self-care thing, but not really being able to make it stick yet. Yeah. And so I would call my sponsor a little bit in a tizzy about everything that was going wrong. And she, after she got to know me, knew what was good for me. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm a person <laughs> that likes a clean house with my surface areas not all cluttered and my laundry done. I mean, there is a part for me of having things in order that is good for my soul. It and I know you. that about, yeah. see, it yeah. feeds me to actually clean my house and have a clean house. I know that's not for everyone, but it was for not me. Every, not everybody gets fed when they clean the house. No. You do. Yeah. And so she knew this about me. And so I would call her and say, you know, oh, I can't do this. My life is, you know, and she would say, hey, have you done any laundry today and have you gone for a run? Running is also something that I really enjoyed. And so I, I would say, no, I haven't, you know, have the time. And she said, hang up, hang up the phone with me right now, put a load of laundry in, go for a run, come back from the run, change out the loads, put another load in and then call me. And I would say, okay. And I'd hang up the phone and I'd put a load in, I'd put my running shoes on, I'd go for a 20 minute, 30 minute run, come back, change the loads out. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't really need to call her. I feel great. Look at me succeeding at life. <laughs> because, That's shocking. Because I have taken 30 minutes to do what's good for my soul. Yeah. And I would, So then I would call her and say, thank you for helping yeah. me get yeah. this in line. And so we'll talk about relationship as number four, you know, making sure you have those people in place. But what she was encouraging me to do was take care of my soul, do things that make me feel better, lift the overwhelmed load, yep. reduce yep. the anxiety, take away some of the pressures that I, my life was adding to me at that time. Yeah. I, I literally in my head, I'm going, it, it seems like I'm telling you, or we're talking about such basic things. Yeah. But as I started the episode, I'm like, and you asked me and you're like, well, what do you think about it? I'm like, selfishness. I'm like, because this, for whatever yeah. reason, is not basic to me. I'll tell you yeah. this too. It's not basic to you. You had to have somebody tell you. I and mean, yeah. that I took 30 minutes of my day for myself to do what my life needed makes me better in all the other capacities for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yet had I not done that, I would have not been productive, engaging all the things that my life required yep. me to be for the rest yep. of the day. Yeah, I love it. And I'm like, we don't have perfect self-care ideas for anyone, mm -mm. right? But I can tell you a couple of things that are pretty um, inherent to each one. And I can tell you some things that are not good self-care ideas if if we can kind Let's of go do down both. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for me, inherently, like when I think about self-care, 
I do think about like some form of physical activity. I'm not saying it has to be running upstairs at you know, and sweating in the middle of the day. I'm saying like, get, get your hands on something, go run, go ride a bike, but do something that burns a little bit of energy. You know, I think that, um, exercise is one of those things that is, is really, really healthy, especially when you're in recovery. It takes time, first of all, because sometimes we just need to burn time so that we're not wasting it or thinking about the thing we would rather be doing at some level. But, but number two, it does change and it resets some of the, uh, hormones in your brain and so it allows your brain to kind of like recycle reset burn off some of the junk that's in your brain there was one study that said that just exercise had like a 72 percent effectiveness rate like they could tell between two groups who was going to be clean from opiates and who was not and so it's like a huge impact so i'm like i would say doing something physical some some sort of exercise adding that to your life if you're not already doing it if it's not already the problem Again, we could have all kinds of problems, but exercise would be one thing. And then I think feeding your mind, challenging yourself with something. I'm not saying it has to be, again, it doesn't have to be something way out there, but just some sort of like, can I learn something? Can I read something? Can I do something that I enjoy that pushes me a little bit, like challenge our brain a little bit, like something I think is fun and then something that I can do physically. There's, yeah. it's only two little things, but I'm like, man, you do those two things. I think you up your chances of sobriety by quite a bit. I want to add to that second one that you just said of, you know, doing something almost creative or thought provoking. Yep. When we lived at our former house, we have downsized from it, but we lived in an old farmhouse that needed renovating and we were renovating it. And so every year we would take on another big project, big rooms. I mean, you name it from sanding floors to redoing walls, to putting in new bathrooms, to all the things. And it's funny because in my 12 step program that I run, we would have new people coming in all the time that would need something tangible that was challenging that, you know, kind of pushed on them. And so we would say, Hey, come out with us this week. We're going to be, you know, running a floor sander and refinishing the whole thing. And why don't you come and work alongside with us? Refinishing furniture is something that I did for quite a few, you know, relationships that I was building where I was the sponsor working with a sponsee. And I'd be like, Hey, let's do this together. Let's put our hands on something. Put our hands on something creative, tangible. And it was during the moments where they were trying to get sober. And I'm like, now look at this thing. There was a couple times when we would like finish a dresser and I'm like, now take the dresser. This is something you've tangibly created that was in the process that you needed to be applying yourself to that added health and wellness or that added something good to the world All instead right. of taking it away some things i think suck okay go what are the, <laughs> what are the bad don't do these <laughs> sorry uh but but i don't i don't want to be um passive tv i don't mm. i don't want to sit on a couch and watch netflix as my self-care that does that is not that's I'm not saying it's not good for you at some level to do it a little bit. If you're a workaholic and you need to pause yourself and that's a way that you can kind of break a rhythm, maybe. But I would really encourage you, try not to go to fantasy. Try not to go to a phone or an app or a video game. Like even though sometimes like, yeah, you're not gonna get thrown in jail for playing a video game, but it's, it's activating a part of your brain that doesn't necessarily reward. It, it kind of keeps you in a loop there and it doesn't feed your body, which is important by the way, and it doesn't cultivate your mind. And so if you're doing those two things, 
um, that's really good self-care. But if you're if you're sitting around, and I'm, I, I like video games. I'm not I'm not knocking video games. I think there's a time and place for them. But if you're trying to add something to your life that's going to really fill this box of self-care, I don't think fantasy is a place that's really healthy to go to. It's it's a really easy kind of like slip into an addictive process. Absolutely, with that too. it is actually something that you would be replacing your addiction yeah. with, and can easily get addicted to in a different way. And so, just a quick summary of what we're saying here is that if we're going to have healthy self-care, it's going to be something that allows you to be self-aware. So like it may be pausing and, and doing perms and saying, where am I lacking? If my house is clean and my laundry's done, what do I need? Right? Well, maybe it's a physical activity. And then it's going to be something that is physical most of the time. Self-care takes us to move. Require it's going to do something with our, our body. We're going to engage our physical body. And then the last one is, oh, we want to engage our mind. Like, can I start to challenge myself a little bit? Can I be creative? Can I be, can I learn something different? Play a guitar, something that really is um, healthy for you. This is a side note and it's kind of a half step here. Sometimes when you're getting out of an addiction, you just try a bunch of stuff. And, and if you don't know what you like or what you want, that's okay. But ask yourself, say like, who have I seen be successful? Who do I know? Do I have a mentor, a friend, somebody I look up to? Can I even imagine someone and what their day looks like if they are successful, the person I want to be someday, and maybe start there? I think we need to really also bring up the idea of what you reward yourself with. Yeah. Because this is a conversation Chad and I have had when we were giving up food, the bad foods. We started discussing like, wait a minute, we celebrate a lot around eating. Yeah. And we can, as humans, have a lot of celebration or milestones around our addictive behaviors that when those ha come up, we find ourselves wanting to do potentially other unhealthy things around them or celebrate with something that is instant gratification or something that is hitting the wrong, basically, triggers in our brain and isn't adding to our life, it's taking away. And so I think that's what Chad, the point Chad is making here is when it comes to self-care, I think a good kind of rubric or measure is to say, is this adding to my life, adding to my relationship, benefiting me and those around me? Or is this something that is taking away from, causing possibly more damage, and really trying to make sure that we're choosing things that are healthy and beneficial for us? It's great. I, I think... Uh, if you can kind of compare those two and if you can kind of say, you know, am I adding something? Again, I'm not saying it's easy. I think it's hard to, to, to prioritize self-care yeah. in our culture. But but really specifically, if, if you've always kind of been denying yourself and you don't have a lot of self-awareness, it's tough to go, well, what do I like? That can be a hard question. Yeah. And then, and then, well, then how do I give myself permission to do it? And I want to go back even to that perms idea, physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, yeah. spiritually. If any of those are missing, a good self-care would be to do the thing that helps you get back in alignment yeah. with those. Yeah. Um, another couple that I was working with, he was trying to get sober and he said, you know what I recognize? When I'm doing some spiritual disciplines that worked for his faith, when I'm consistent every day to get up and have a quiet time and spend some time reading and investing in my you know spiritual soul 
I feel like that's good for me and good for my family. And I find that when I don't do that on a day or I let it slip for several days in a row, I can quickly see the decline in all the other things that I'm committed to. Hmm. And so that might be something that is a good thing for you to add. Again, you have to be aware of what is good for you. We've mentioned some that are good for us or good for others. And so, you know, this leads us to our connect point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So this Connect Point is going to be around the area of self-care for you. And what we want you to do is ask yourself, what is one thing that you could add to your life or do that you enjoy and that would actually have a healthy side effect? for you, for your family, for those around you. And so we want you to first again, check in with yourself and ask yourself this question and then share it with your partner if you can. So now it's time for you to go and connect with yourself and then connect with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.